Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about how we develop our treatment plans and our program strategies for our patients and clients. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure you knew about my free online course on the introduction to performance therapy and training. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash performance to sign up today. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. We're up at Champion PT and Performance. Mike Scaduto, Dan Pope, Dave Tilly, Lenny Macrina, answering all your physical therapy, fitness, sports performance, business, career, anything you guys want to talk about. Head to, head to MikeReynold.com, click on that podcast link, and ask us more great questions today. As usual, we have a great group of clinical students with us today that help us with the questions. Lenny, who do we have today? Do you we want to do the intro? We have a plethora of students. Plethora. Quadrant. Uh, we have uh, in the middle wearing bright red. Look at me. We have uh, Evan Jurjevic from Trine University. Uh, we have Ryan Johnson in the middle here wearing his blue, his Friday, his Thursday blue um, from Winston Salem State University. Most of our listeners listen to this. We um, have so that's good. That's going to help them. Contact. Uh, we have Andrew King from Harvard University. What's the nickname of Harvard? You are, you are, you are. Like, the, what's their what's their uh, mascot? The Hawks. The Hawks. It's not a nickname. It's boring. That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> and we also have Austin Riffraff from Franklin Pierce from University. Aladdin. From the movie Aladdin. Uh, the home uh, in Arizona. <laughs> the one in Arizona. The one That's in Arizona. The theme of uh, no, New Hampshire. The one they established for tax <laughs> All right. What do we have for a question today? Who's up? I got it. Whoa! Whoa! First time. I got it. Cool. All right. We got Ty from Sarasota. What's up, JP crew? I love the content on this podcast, and thanks for taking my question. I'm a DPT student about to graduate in a few months. I feel that my school has done a great job teaching how to identify and diagnose pathology, but is not given as much when it comes to treatment and programming. Do you have any advice, resources, examples, etc., on how I can better understand how to program treatment for a person coming to PT? All right, that's a pretty common question, I bet, right? Like, so done a really good job with diagnosis, especially medical diagnosis now too. I think we're getting a better uh, understanding of that as we're getting into the doctor to physical therapy and direct access and all that stuff. So really good job with diagnostics, but now you're confused with how to develop a treatment plan. Students, quickly, I don't know, King, what do you think? Do you agree with this question? Like, how do you feel? Do you feel like you are prepared? We just start on T.I., the king. The king. Yeah, that's a start. The, the king. Were you, I mean, do, do you guys feel like maybe we got to go in order? Was anybody prepared well for treatment? I think our school did a great job preparing us. Why? <laughs> go Hawks. Because Hawks. We, they gave us a good idea of what to do, like, initially versus advanced and intermediate. So kind of where to start, 
what patients can tolerate and how to progress as and what to look for to progress as that, so that sounds like that sounds like it's pretty good right there an understanding i think that's the basics of treatment is understanding like how to start where to start and how to progress i like that that's a good one what about you guys yeah, i agree with the question like my school focused a lot on like the diagnosis did a great job and we learned the basic like starter interventions but after that it wasn't where i learned all mine was like clinical experience and less less of actual in class besides like your basic starter so that's a good point so maybe maybe like you know this is another good reason to make sure you have good clinicals what about you guys i think just my experience as a strength coach for the last four years has uh kind of been able to uh, implement into physical therapy pretty well that, that that probably helps too because you already understood how to develop things like strength and power and mobility and stuff like that yeah yeah and i think our, our program was just heavy on like exercise prescription and stuff like that and we were able to take like courses for advanced interventions where we learned like more programming and things like that had like a sports wow. elective too so yeah. to learn yeah. more about yeah. programming so so it's, it's good it's, so i think that's part of the problem is we don't have like a minimum basis in college on like what you need to learn right so i think a lot of people are very good at diagnostics and you spend a lot of time with that and then with experience you get better with with treatments right so all right where do we start i guess is the question on on how to help somebody like where do you go from a new grad on how do you figure out what to do with treatments you know i mean i don't know i get we have a million directions we can go does anybody have initial advice you want to start with and then we'll go from there uh, I'll start a little bit. I think part of it is that you have to have a population in mind, right? So for us, we all have specific niches. So if you have like a six-year-old that doesn't want to get back to anything in particular, then maybe any old intervention will help for the low back pain. But if you have someone with low back pain that's trying to get back to, let's say, a squat, you know, a powerlifting or something along those lines, there's a very specific set of exercises you can start with and work your way up over the course of time. Um, at least for me and my niche, my population, I think Evan kind of hit it really well. Um, I actually found that most of the students that I've worked with in the past are not very good at exercise prescription. And they're right. very good at kind of the basic stuff. When they have to advance, they just have no idea how to do that, right? right? Uh, so for me, I think it's really important to learn the basis of strength conditioning, right? And learn how to work with people from that perspective. Um, so any resource from, from there would be, would be helpful, I think. Right. So I, I guess, you know, and that's, that's maybe one approach if you're feeling uh, insecure about your knowledge on how to help people with that is let's start with that. Maybe instead of being so diagnostic specific, what you do is you start to like think in your mind, all right, what, what, how do I help people? Well, we have to work on mobility. We have to work on strength. We have to work on neuromuscular control. We have to work on it or power, whatever, maybe you have all these domains, right? And you start thinking about each one of these, what do I have for strategies to improve mobility, improve strength, improve power, right? And then seek each one of those kind of buckets out. Maybe that's like a good way to start based on what Dan said. Yeah, I would agree. I think looking back on what I was kind of most insecure about was the initial treatment or plan of care after like somebody has like an acute injury. So I really didn't know how to help like someone who's like a post-op joint for a knee or stuff. I felt a little bit like, oh, how do I touch? Like, how do I make sure I hurt you? How do I follow protocol and stuff? So there was like that piece of the medical side, but then I have didn't have a, a great foundation for strength conditioning uh, coming out of school. And so I felt like that was where people were like, you know, necessarily out of surgery, but they were hurt and they needed strength programs. I didn't know how to program well. So for me, it was just finding mentorship for both of those things because I knew that that was what I was kind of weak at, uh, weak at mostly. So finding people online, I think, is really important if you don't have good finding people <laughs> online. Uh, like I followed you guys' course and I felt like I didn't have that neat, like immediate post-op problem like solved with my clinical education. So um, that was really helpful online. And then strength conditioning, I just shadowed strength coaches. Yeah, and you kind of learn that way a little bit through that. I, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I guess what it comes down to is a lot of times is like we get caught up in the diagnosis, 
and not what's right in front of you. And you start saying, well, what do I want to do for treatment for patellofemoral pain? Instead of taking a step back and just kind of like figuring out what's wrong with the person, right? And that's kind of like our approach at Champion, which we try to do is we try to look at them more holistically and then just kind of come up with like a checklist of things they need. So. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it definitely all starts with your assessment or your evaluation. Part of, you know, the evaluation assessment that we use is like a movement screen. And, and I think we all kind of use it to find out what they can tolerate in terms of what exercises they're going to be able to tolerate. So there's a squat, a lunge, um, step down, things like that. So if someone comes in with knee pain and they can tolerate a squat and uh, they can't tolerate a single leg step down, then I'm probably going to have them do some squats and build up to the single leg step down. So I think that helps guide your treatment plan. Uh, you find out what they can tolerate day one and kind of build upon that and, um, you know, progress them over time, basically. So I, I, I think, too, that, you know, the a point of what Mike said here is that we have, like, a systemized approach here of, of how we look at people, right? And when, when somebody comes to us with, like, say, shoulder pain, right, we're going to evaluate the shoulder pain and try to figure out if we can understand why and come up with a diagnosis. But that doesn't mean that that is everything we do. That is part of it. The other thing we do is we try to figure out what's suboptimal that maybe put them in that position. Right, so maybe things that we can increase their functional capacity, not just perhaps work on their shoulder pain. Right, so it's almost like we have like two buckets of treatments here. Is let's help with their their pain. Right, let's that the reason why they're here, their injury, and the precautions and and the strategies that are involved with that. And that's kind of what you learn in school. Right, and then the secondary part is okay. Well, let's take a big step back. All right, they have knee pain. All right, well I know there's things I can do to help them with their pain. Okay. Good. Well, what else can they do? Oh, they can't do a step down. Why can't they do a step down? What happens? And then you, you figure out a strategy with that. Oh, they don't have any ankle dorsiflexion. Oh, they their their hips are weak or whatever it may be, right? And you find these things. You create this checklist of suboptimal things. And then at the end, you take a step back and you figure out what you have, right? And when you're young, when you're a student, you're going to have a crazy checklist. There's going to be things all over the place, right? And you're going to have all these things. Then what you need to do is just figure out, like, what's the most impactful things? What's the thing that is going to give the most bang for the buck initially and start with that? And I think that's kind of like our big strategy. Anybody, anybody, like, I I think that's a good strategy. What about when it comes into, like, the actual treatment? What do you guys do for, you know, your programming? Do you have anything specific you guys want to add to that? I just want to add that I was fortunate when I did my student. It sounds like he's a student or she's a student, right? Like, already in a DPT program and probably going out on clinicals. To make sure you set your clinicals up at spots that historically have probably a bigger staff where you can bounce ideas off different PTs. Um... And just a, a staff that is respectful, that has a, you know, has a group of PTs that you really look up to and are known in their, um, you know, in their facility or known in their uh, community. Because I was fortunate, I got, I did an internship at Health South with Mike, and I had Kevin Wilk and probably ten other PTs that I could bounce ideas off of and and get in their minds and pick their brains and just observe from a distance what they're doing. I think that was very helpful. That's how I got a lot of my base of exercise was just watching other PTs. So everybody started copycats each other and everybody's doing the same stuff because you just follow what the other PTs are doing in your facility. So as a student, you go out on your internships, you got to have that in your head that that's one of your goals is to get as many um, exercises under your, you know, in your mind and in your notebook for your future. So I would definitely, you know, try to really do that. And I think these guys are hopefully doing that too. They're just observing all five of us as we go and hopefully they're just putting, you know, little notes in their head mental notes of what they could do for their patients in the future. So that's one strategy that I've used. 
and I'm always copying Dan. Whatever Dan does, I do. Of course, yeah. Uh, I was kind of going back to what Mike was saying about the program. Uh, I think this is a little bit challenging because if you're trying to work with an athlete that wants to get back to a higher level, right, let's say they have Achilles tendon problems. If you look at some of the Achilles tendon literature, it says, okay, do some sort of Achilles tendon strengthening somewhere between twice a day and like every other day, right? So I think what happens is that you get a pretty good idea of what the baseline should be. Right, but the, the high level stuff is what's challenging for physical therapists to figure out how to get back to. Right. So from a programming perspective, what you kind of said is figure out the needs. So does this person want to be able to run five times a week? Okay, great, that's awesome. Five times a week, 30 minutes. Right now we're doing three days a week worth of calf raises, right? How do I bridge that gap? So, you know, maybe like three months down the line, I'm running five days per week. And then you start working backwards and just progressing them slowly over the course of time. Uh, and that's probably been the way I've done most of my programming. To, to help people get to a higher level. I, I think that's great. As a PT, we often focus on what to do right now based on their limitations and what we don't think of as the end, right? So Dan's saying start with the end in mind and then figure out a plan that builds them there. I like that. Um, I think the only other thing I would add, you know, is that, you know, we, we have a really systemized approach on how we work with people here. And we've done this over years because we figured out the steps it takes to help people get better. So, you know, yes, like a rotator cuff tear, or uh, Achilles tear. So you're going to have very specific things you do, but generally for people with pain that kind of come in and they don't have like a specific type diagnosis or pathology, you just have hip pain, knee pain, shoulder pain, whatever it may be, right? We, we follow a systemized approach. And what we do is we try to break it down into three things. We talk about this a lot. This isn't our champion performance certification thing, but it's mobility, control, and load. Right, and that's how we program. We just base it off those three things all the time, and it goes in that order, and they overlap, right? But we have to say, okay, what mobility restrictions do they have that we need to address? Great. Once that's kind of uh, tackled, or at least we're working on that, what do we need for control? And for control, this is like the the typical physical therapy, right? It's the isolated exercises, like they have an isolated weakness of this muscle. They need dynamic stability of this joint. They have neuromuscular control deficits of this, right? That's control, and then the third Third is then they have to load, and that's where we load the movement patterns that they need to get back into. So when in doubt, come up with their checklist of things that are suboptimal, and then follow that progression, mobility, control, and load. And when you do that, that's almost like your, your blueprint to develop a program for anybody, right? It's actually easy to follow a post-operative protocol. Right, because it kind of lays it out for you. It's the person that comes in with shoulder pain. You know, you can help them get out of their pain and then send them on their way, but they're probably going to come back into pain because you didn't really fix the underlying issues that they had with them. And that's how we kind of uh, tackle those programs. So it's going to take time. It's going to take experience. But I think the more you practice that, the more the more you should get better at that. So uh, great question. Another good one. If you have anything like that, just head to MikeRinald.com and click on that podcast link, and you can fill out the form. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRinald.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeRinald.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.